Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hi there, this is your host, Blake Lindsay, and I certainly want to welcome you to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. Today, Zig is in a rare form with lots of funny jokes and stories, but stay with him. He makes a very important point at the end. Let's turn it up, and I'll be back in a few minutes. I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This morning, we're going to be talking on the Complete Goals program. Lots of people have individual goals, but very few people have goals programs. Uh, Several years ago, to emphasize a point, I was speaking uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, not far from Portland, Oregon, and I was speaking to the Northwestern Lumberman's Association. Now, as my granddaughter would say, this was in the olden days. I mean, it was a number of years ago. Well, can you imagine those uh, woodcutters there, those lumbermen, those uh, lumberjacks, big dudes. I mean, they all looked like they could have been playing uh, defensive end for the Cowboys, all right? Now, the man in charge said, Zig, these people like to hear a lot of stories and jokes, so uh, be sure and tell them a lot of jokes. Well, I was going full speed ahead, and all of a sudden, a great big dude, about six feet four, weighed about 275 pounds, stood up and said, Zig! He said, I got a story I want to tell you. Well, I have a standard policy. Anybody who's six feet, four inches tall and weighs about 275 pounds and want to tell me a story, I let them. So I said, go ahead, partner. He said, want to tell you about my buddy Bill. said, stand up, Bill. Little dude, about five feet, two inches tall, couldn't wait over 120 pounds soaking wet, stood up. And he said, this is my buddy Bill Carlotta. Now old Bill come into camp here a few weeks ago and walked up to me and said, shake hands with your new tree topper. And he said, I looked at him. I said, Bill, a tree topper? That's a dude that climbs all the way to the top of the tree and cuts the top out. And then you got to hang on for dear life. I said, Bill, that's a job for a man and you're just a boy. And he said, old Bill didn't do nothing but pull off his shirt. And he said, I'm a man. And Zig, I'm here to tell you, he is a man. He is all muscle. 
But he said, I still wasn't convinced. Old Bill said, tell you what, let's go out in the woods, pick out a tree, tell me how long it would take your best man to put it on the ground, and I'll do it in half the time. Well, we went out in the woods and we picked out this spruce tree. And Ziggy said, I don't have a man in camp that I could have put it on the ground in less than 40 minutes. But old Bill went to work on that sucker. And I'll tell you that Ash looked like it was a solid sheet. In less than 10 minutes, that tree was on the ground. And I said to him, I said, Bill, where on earth did you learn how to cut down trees like that? He said, I learned in the Sahara forest. In the Sahara forest, Bill, the Sahara is a desert. He said, it is now. (laughs) Now, that was a guy who had an attitude that I think he'll agree was absolutely a positive one. Kind of like the uh, lady who on her 100th birthday was being treated by her hairdresser to a free beauty treatment. And as they were talking and the, uh, the beauty dresser said to her, you know... You are exactly twice as old as I am. Then it got awfully quiet, and the lady getting the uh, permanent all looked terribly depressed. She said, what's the matter? And she said, I was just thinking, who on earth am I going to get to take care of my hair when you get too old to do it? Now, you see there, there is a lady who was an optimistic uh, person. A lot of people go prepared. I heard about this fellow that was at a uh, banquet. He was a banquet speaker. And for the food that evening, there was a Greek salad and there was an olive seed in it. Well, you know, olive seeds are terrifically hard. They're like rocks. Well, he bit down on it and broke his plate. Well, he was very distressed, and, and he said to the guy next to him, I don't know what I'm going to do, my plate's broken. And the guy said, that's no problem. He reached in his pocket, and he pulled out a plate. He said, see if this will fit. And the guy slipped it on, and he said, uh, no, it's too big. He said, no problem. He reached in another pocket, pulled out another one, and he put it in. He said, no, this one's too little. He reached in a yet a third pocket, pulled out another one, and the guy slipped on, perfect fit. He said, man, how lucky can you get? Here I am, break my plate, and I sit down next to a dentist. He said, I'm not a dentist. I'm an undertaker. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you know, now, now, things are not always as they seem. There was a guy who was prepared. Now, I want to say, as we look at a goals program, uh, that life is very much like a cafeteria line. A number of years ago, the redhead and I, now if you've been listening, you know that the redhead is the way I lovingly refer to my wife at her request. The redhead and I, we saw this new cafeteria. Some of you might remember it. It was Romano's just opened out on North Central Expressway. And we knew it was going to be good because the line was always out the door. Well, we're not willing to wait that long in line, so we kept going past. And then one day we rode past. And we couldn't see a line, so I said, hey, looks like we can get in there today, let's go. We parked, walked in, and we understood why the line was not outside, because uh, it was wound all over the building. Well, they already parked, so we got in line, and as we walked down the line about 30 feet long this way, we were talking, of course, and we got down to the end of the line, turned around, and there's another line of 30 people, so we're still walking and talking, and we walked down this way, and we got down to that one, and there's another line of 30 people. But this time, we could see the food. And as we walked down the line, I said to myself, now I'm going to get me some of that, and I want me some of that. Yeah, that looks good. I'll have me some of that. I want some of that. I love to eat in cafeterias. I like to see what I'm going to eat before I, you know, before I choose it. And so I'd already made up my mind. Now, that's important. 
because I don't care how prodigious your appetite is, you cannot eat some of everything that's on the line. Now, when I got down to the end of that line, there were the trays and the silver, you know, and so I got in line, and I said, I'll have me some of that, and I want me some of that, and give me some of that, and I'll take some of that, and yeah, I want some of that. Well, I didn't delay anybody. I knew what I wanted. Got to the end of the line. I reached in, took out my money. The lady at the end of the line held up her hand and she said, no, you don't pay for it until you get ready to leave. I said, you mean you're going to let me eat all this food for or pay for it? She said, yeah, that's just the way we do it. Now, you know, I have thought about that a lot of times. Life is exactly like a cafeteria line. Inasmuch as we've got so many things to choose from. And in that cafeteria line, you get to eat and then you pay. Now, life is not like a cafeteria line because in life, you pay and then you eat. Your employer will make you work from two to four weeks before he or she will give you a dime. That's the way we treat our people. We make them work. Before we give them the pay. The farmer plants the crop. He raises it. He fertilizes it. does all of the things. Then and only then can it go to the marketplace. And he be rewarded for his effort. The student studies their lessons. Then they take the test. Then they graduate. Then they receive the award. But the point is very simple. You've got to do those things in order for things to happen for you. you got to do those before you're rewarded. What is it that you've identified that you want in life? Are you willing to pay the price for those things? Stay with us in the weeks to come as we unfold how setting goals can help you get all the things you need in life and even some of the things you want in life. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Sigler. Sigler. Inspiring true performance.